We meet in the name of God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Welcome as we celebrate this first Sunday in Advent. Advent is a season of expectation and preparation as the church prepares to celebrate the coming of Christ in his incarnation. But we also look ahead to his final Advent as judge of all at the end of time. Christ, the light of the world, has come to dispel the darkness of our hearts. In his light, let us examine ourselves and confess our sins. Christ came in humility to share our lives. Forgive our pride. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ came with good news for all people. Forgive our silence. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ came in love to a world of suffering. Forgive our self-centeredness. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy upon you, forgive you your sins, and bring you to everlasting life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We light the first candle for Advent Sunday. People of God, awake. The day is coming soon when you shall see God face to face. Remember the ways and the works of God. God calls you out of darkness to walk in the light of his coming. You are God's children. Lord, make us one as we walk with Christ today and forever. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Jeremiah. The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will fulfill the promise I made to the house of Israel and the house of Judah. In those days and at that time, I will cause a righteous branch to spring up for David, and he shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In those days, Judah will be saved and Jerusalem will live in safety. And this is the name by which it will be called, the Lord is our righteousness. Thanks be to God.
A reading from the Gospel according to Luke. There will be signs in the sun, the moon and the stars and on the earth distress among nations, confused by the roaring of the sea and the waves. People will faint from fear and foreboding of what is coming upon the world, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to take place, stand up and raise your heads because redemption is drawing near. Then he told them a parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. As soon as they sprout leaves, you can see for yourselves and know that summer is already near. So also, when you see these things taking place, you know that the kingdom of God is near. Truly, I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Be on guard so that your hearts are not weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and the worries of this life. And that day does not catch you unexpectedly like a trap. For it will come upon all who live on the face of the whole earth. Be alert at all times, praying that you may have the strength to escape all these things that will take place and to stand before the Son of Man. Thanks be to God. There is a verse in the book of Ecclesiastes that I've always found mysteriously beautiful. It's where the writer says that all the rivers run into the sea, but the sea is never full. I like it because it expresses something powerful about the ever-sustaining and replenishing nature of the world God has made, a creation that creates and recreates itself. I am part of that creativity, made to be co-creative with God, which is indeed one of the most evident expressions of my being made in the image of God. I am able to observe, reflect, create and be amazed. And of course, it is in things like music and poetry that we are all most aware of this mysterious creativity, not least beautiful passages of scripture like this one. But with it, goes the responsibility to use our creativity wisely for the common good and for the good stewardship of the earth. However, I find this text challenging today for other reasons. In fact, the words just don't work anymore in the way they used to, because the sea is getting full. A few years ago, I met with bishops from Polynesia whose South Pacific island homes are threatened by rising sea levels. And all the rivers don't run into the sea. Some of them are so swollen by a month's rain falling in a few hours, they burst their banks and bring terrible devastation. Other rivers have run dry and no longer flow at all. I've also seen this on visits to drought-stricken parts of northern Kenya, and it is a frightening and sobering scene. Empty riverbeds, dying animals, starving people. Though let me also say it was the hospitality I received from these very people, although they had hardly anything, shared what they had with me, that I began to see the change we need to make. Acknowledging what is enough, turning our back on the illusion that we always need more and honouring our common humanity as inhabitants of one world 
with a responsibility to each other and a delight in one another's well-being. What they shared with me cost them so much. It would be like me receiving a stranger as a guest and taking them out to dinner at a three-star Michelin restaurant. However, they did it without thought of the cost because I was their guest and they received me as if I were Christ himself. In our Gospel reading, Jesus says, look at the fig tree, and when you see its leaves sprouting, you can tell that summer is near. But that reliability is no longer here. And many trees are dying, and many more are being cut down, mainly so that we can eat as much meat as we like. We do need to read the signs of the times but it is the growing unreliability of the seasons, the change in weather systems, the rise in global temperatures, the melting ice caps, the disappearing rainforests, the swollen rivers, the raging forest fires, the blistering heat in summer, the dried up riverbeds, flood and famine that lead us to cry out with Jeremiah, it is time again for God to execute truth and righteousness and to do that for us by showing us again the ways of being human and of inhabiting the earth with justice that are given us in Jesus, the one who springs up a shoot and branch of righteousness. The season of Advent is an invitation for us not only to prepare to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ and be rooted again in his coming among us as one of us, but also to ponder the last things, God's judgment and God's reckoning. Our complacency and avarice are bringing disaster upon the world and our stubborn refusal to change or even to read the signs of the times which are so clearly before us has its roots in the most fundamental sin of all, which is the refusal to honour God and recognise God's sovereignty, that we ourselves are part of God's creation charged with this terrible responsibility for the stewardship of the earth. We need to turn again in penitence, to find again God's way of inhabiting the earth, the way that's shown us in Jesus. Most of all, we need to be ready to receive Jesus as our guest and receive others as if they were Christ. Then, in this Advent season, and at this time of peril and opportunity for the world, the Church of Jesus Christ can take a lead in showing the world another way. Let us declare our faith in the one true God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Watchful at all times, 
let us pray for strength to stand with confidence before our Maker and Redeemer. That God may bring in his kingdom with justice and mercy. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord have, have mercy. mercy. That God may establish among the nations his scepter of righteousness. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord have, have mercy. mercy. That we may seek Christ in the scriptures and recognize him in the breaking of the bread. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord have, have mercy. mercy. That God may bind up the brokenhearted and restore the sick and raise up all who have fallen. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord have, have mercy. mercy. That the light of God's coming may dawn on all who live in darkness and the shadow of death. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord have, have mercy. mercy. That with all the saints in light, we may shine forth as lights for the world. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord have, have mercy. mercy. Almighty God, as your kingdom dawns, turn us from the darkness of sin to the light of holiness, that we may be ready to meet you in our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. As our Saviour taught us, so we pray. Our, our Father, Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your, your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. It has been great to have you with us as we have celebrated this first Sunday of Advent together. If you've watched this service, and it's perhaps the first time that you've seen one of the Church of England services online, then I'd really encourage you to check out what your local church is doing over the coming weeks. You can find out more by going to achurchnearyou.com. That's achurchnearyou.com. I'm going to pray the final blessing over all of us now. Christ, the Son of Righteousness, shine upon you. Scatter the darkness from before your path and make you ready to meet him when he comes in glory. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen.